Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and it is the Dark House Fantasy Football Podcast, the Saturday morning edition. <laughs> what are we going to do today, D-Roy? Hmm. Well, we're going to go through our first run of the Sunday main slate for players. And uh, while we're at it, since uh, I'm not going to do a write-up for Saturday, we're going to go through the Saturday games real quick, kind of go through some players, uh, take a look at some matchups here that I have uh, up through the PFF That'd be the Pro Football Focus website. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore thirteen. Find me on Good God, I forgot almost forgot the damn name of that disturbing place called Facebook. Dennis M. Roy over there. Mm-mm. Mm. That is good. That's some good Joe. Alright, so <clears throat> we need to get into these uh uh, matchups for Saturday here real quick. Uh, I do want to give a shout-out to Mr. Eric Baptiste for the uh, donation. Thank you very much. I did get that this week. So as much as I call it a joke of a of a thing with the whole donation thing with the Venmo and the PayPal, it does, uh, it does come through every once in a while. So, yes, I did buy a case of beer with that, so... Thank you very much. Alrighty then. Uh, Saturday afternoon games. Let me get this set up here. Why is I, why do I sound so far away? <clears throat> Saturday afternoon games. Buffalo at Denver. Buffalo opened as a five-point favorite. 48 was the over-under. Buffalo is now a five-and-a-half-point favorite. 49-and-a-half is the over-under as of this morning. Oh, let's see. What are we going to do here? Well, we definitely got to take a look at uh, quarterbacks, right? So we know Aaron Rodgers on this slate with the Carolina at uh, Green Bay game. He's going to be, you know, highly owned, um, but he is, he's going to be expensive. So we got to see if we can find something at, you know, certain positions where we can pay down, get the guys that we want, either that's at quarterback or running back or wide receiver, you know, the stuff like that. So, Get your pens and papers together, and uh, let's see what we can do here. Um, Josh Allen is going to be first up here since we're on the Buffalo side of the ball. 8,400, 38, and 7,200. Good for second, first, and second. Uh, So Rodgers is actually a value option on Yahoo. That's interesting. Uh, The... Denver Broncos' pass defense is 8th in DVOA, but they are 18th in points allowed to the quarterback position, uh, allowing 19.1 and 19.6 on FanDuel and DraftKings, respectively. That has gone up 
the last three weeks. So uh, the back end of that defense <clears throat> has been getting injured lately uh, or has been dealing with injuries lately. So uh, they're definitely an option there. Uh, Denver Broncos, 25th in rush defense DVOA, six versus the running back in the passing game. 22nd in points allowed to the running back position at 21.1 and 24.5. So with that bad rush defense DVOA, uh, Josh Allen's penchant to actually run every once in a while. If he's in a good spot, uh, you should be able to pick up some yardage there. Don't mind Josh Allen whatsoever. Aaron Rodgers would still be my top quarterback on the slate if we're not looking at price. Um, But would we... Would we take a look at Devin Singletary or Zach Moss, right? Devin Singletary, 5,300, 16, and 4,100. Uh, good for 6th, 6th, and 7th. Zach Moss, 5,715 and 4,500. 5th, 7th, and 6th. So they're right around the same prices. Let's take a look at the target sheet here. Let's see how they've been divvying up these carries here. Uh, let's see here. So week 13, let's go back to the break, actually. Week 12, we had 11 carries for Singletary, three targets. Zach Moss had nine carries and two targets. Week 13, 18 for Devin Singletary uh, in terms of carries, four targets. Three carries for Zach Moss, one target. What was that one? Oh, that's 49ers. Okay, so, but as Steelers... Uh, so that's that. Uh, fourteen week fourteen. We had seven carries for Devin Singletary, one target. Thirteen carries for Zach Moss, and one target there. So they're not really giving us a good guideline on what they want to do here. Now teams that you could run against, like say the Chargers. <clears throat> Chargers and he can actually run against the Niners. They actually did go with Devin Singletary, so it's not too bad. Probably would say Devin Singletary. I think a lot of people are going to be attracted to Zach Moss, but um, we'll move on here. So wide receivers and tight ends. We're going to take a look at the actual charts on PFF here for the matchups because you had Stefan Diggs, okay, 8,200, 25, and 7,900, good for a second across the board. Uh, fourth uh, ranked DVOA versus wide receiver one are the Denver Broncos, seventh in points allowed to the position, 28.4 and 35.6. Uh, he was to be covered by Duke Johnson, or Duke Dawson, I'm sorry, Duke Johnson. If it was Duke Johnson, we'd be starting Stefan Diggs all day. Um, uh, but Duke Dawson went on IR yesterday, so he's got a new corner. He's going to be on him. Uh, Cole Beasley, 5,800, 17,4700, 6th, 5th, and 6th. Gabe Davis, because John Brown is still on IR. They did not activate him. Uh, so 5,414, 4,000, good for 10th, 10th, and 10th. Uh, Cole Beasley would be facing 14th-ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos. Gabe Davis, 22nd versus wide receiver pluses. And we get Michael (laughs) Ohemudier. 
So it gives me some pause here because I want to take a look at the target share here because a lot of times when we look at that other wide receiver on the outside, sometimes that ends up being fucking stupid-ass Isaiah McKenzie uh, for like one or two. Yeah, see, week 13, he got two targets, two receptions, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Gabe Davis also got that touchdown, though, too. Four targets, three receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. He's been on a hot streak right now. Last three weeks, four targets, three receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Four targets, three receptions, 68, and a touchdown. And eight targets, three receptions, 19 yards, and a touchdown. So Gabe Davis might be a nice little value play. Uh, Tight end, you're going to have... Dawson Knox, I think they're probably going to not activate Tyler Croft again like they have the last couple of weeks. So Dawson Knox, 4,811, 2,800, third, third, and fourth. 19th ranked DVOA versus tight end, but 7th in points allowed. Would have Alexander Johnson covering him. That's a linebacker. So let's take a look here at how they will line up. Move it to the Buffalo side here. So let's do two tight end sets here first. So Gabe Davis, yeah, Gabe Davis uh, with a 14-point advantage over Ohe Moutier. Diggs is far and away. He's 21 points over uh, Bosby. Ooh, he's going to have Bosby on him? Oh, shit. We might might not have to use... Josh Allen, we're definitely going to have to use Diggs, I think. Ooh, it's going to have to be Diggs. Let's see. Beasley against Parks is fucking good, too, though. Like, by a lot, by like 24, so. Mm, 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 mm. So I think Beasley is fine. Um, I think Beasley is fine, but I'm probably going to take the value with Davis. Be completely honest with you. Say 400, say $3, say 700. So yeah, let's take a look at, let's take a look at, he's kind of simmered down on Beasley, hasn't he? Nope. Beasley's still involved. Last week he had 10 targets, only had five receptions for 41 yards. But that was the Steelers, though. You get him in a good matchup like he had with uh, San Francisco in the slot, and he turned that he turned 11 targets into nine receptions for 130 yards and a touchdown. So I think they're all in fucking play. Um, Josh Allen, I'm probably I, see. I'm going to run. I'm, I'm I am doing some cash this weekend. Um, so I'll have my main lineup probably will have Rogers in there unless I need to pay down. Then I'll probably go down to, um, my first step down would be to Josh Allen, except on Yahoo. Um, I think Diggs has to be in a cash lineup. Doesn't have to be in a, in a tournament lineup, but that cash lineup, uh, your number one lineup if, and I'll run three GPPs, so. But, uh, yeah, 
You're going to have to have him against Bosby. You're just going to have to. It is what it is. All right. Well, let's take a look at the other side. Um, oh, I should mention that uh, uh, opposing defenses, 30th, uh, Devers 30th in the league, allowing points to the defense, 9.15. Uh, Buffalo Bills are going to be very expensive, though. They're your top defenses on FanDuel and Yahoo, second highest-priced defense on uh, DraftKings. So defenses, I don't mind punting if it means getting the guys that you need. So keep that in mind. Um, overall here, uh, do, 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 do. Now we get a look at this other side though. Okay. So I'm probably not going to go through lock. Probably not going to go with drew lock. Although I do, uh. Bills are 15th in pass defense DVOA. They're 25th in points allowed to the position, though. Uh, 20.6 and 22.3 in points allowed to the quarterbacks. And Drew Locke actually hasn't had a bad couple of games uh, since coming back off that COVID IR stint where they had no quarterbacks. 15 of 28 for 151 and 2 and 2. Versus the Chiefs against the Panthers, twenty-one to twenty-seven for two eighty and four. Hmm. Buffalo's defense isn't all that great. Denver's definitely going to run the ball, so they're going to keep balance. It's not going to be like the Pittsburgh Steelers where uh, they don't, you know, use their guys whatsoever, but um, or they have a bad uh, run. Running game, I should say. So let's see here. Drew Locke, 6,822 and 5,000. Good for fourth, fourth, and fourth. <clears throat> it's interesting. Because if he can get us to 20 points at a lesser value, how much less is he than Josh Allen? I can't remember the numbers offhand. $1,600 savings on FanDuel. Uh, DK's $2,200 in savings. And on Yahoo, shit, $16 in savings. So Drew Locke is probably not a bad option, really. If you're paying down and you want to pay up, like if you want to try and get Adams and Diggs in there, something like that. Uh, running backs, you got Melvin Gordon, 6,020 and 5,200. Good for fourth, third, and fourth. Uh, Philip Lindsay, I'm not going to be on. It would be Melvin Gordon or bust. They've really seemed to have gone to Gordon lately. Um, Lindsay did get 11 carries, but he's he hasn't been doing shit with him. He's averaging about two yards a carry. Uh, while Melvin Gordon last two weeks, 8.73 and 5.23 yards per carry. So Melvin Gordon would be the definite guy there. Um, Bill, 17th ranked DVOA rush defense, ninth versus running backs in the passing game. That's good. Melvin Gordon doesn't really do any passes. Um, 
20th in points allowed to the position at 20.6 and 23.9. So Melvin Gordon, maybe. If we're not going to use Drew Locke, we can maybe use Melvin Gordon, save some money at running back. It's kind of a save money at running back type week. Um, yeah, Melvin Gordon in play definitely is a value. Uh, Jerry Judy, 5,300, 13, and 3,900, good for 11th, 11th, and 11th. Uh, Bills are 29th versus the wide receiver one in DVOA, 12th, and points allowed to the position at 28.9, 36.4. Now, I'm going to say that I'm going to do this, okay? So versus wide receiver twos, they are 8th in DVOA. Uh, wide receiver plus, they are 8th in DVOA. Uh, Levi Wallace would be on Tim Patrick, and Teron Johnson would be on KJ Hamler. Um, I am not going to look at Judy because he's going to he's going to have Tre'Davious White, and Judy really hasn't been getting shit done lately. Hamler out of the slot uh, against Teron Johnson, they're actually pretty even here. The only guy that really has an advantage is one Tim Patrick at 74.5 over uh, Wallace, who's at 59.5. So that's a 15-point increase here. So it is kind of funny, though, that Jerry Judy is now priced under Tim Patrick. Uh, Tim Patrick, 5,700, 18, and 4,300. Still really good value. Uh, 7th, 4th, and 7th. So I don't really like it on Yahoo. Uh, but I do like it over on the other two on the other two sites, and you know Denver's going to probably have to throw the ball because I would expect Buffalo to get up in this game. Uh, another guy to look at would be tight end Noah Fant. Uh, he was he got sick right in the middle of the game, so he had to leave. He's back this week though, no designation. Uh, Fifty six hundred sixteen and thirty eight hundred, good for second, second, and second. I believe Robert Tunyon is probably the highest priced tight end this week. The Broncos are 16th in DVOA versus a tight end, but they're 26 in points allowed to the position at 12.4 and 15.7. I should mention that I like Tim Patrick because Drew Locke has really been focused on him lately. So uh, definitely keep him in consideration there. Tight end, okay. So kind of an up and down flow here. Uh, you have to take week 14 out of it. Week 13, he had seven targets for four receptions for 57 yards, so it's not too bad. It's about nine in a PPR. Let's see here. Chiefs, Saints, and Dolphins if we work our way back. And then the Raiders. I wonder what he did with the Raiders game because that would have been good. He hasn't scored a touchdown in fucking forever. Uh, Three for seven, 18, four for five, 55. Oh, shit. Tunyon's really your guy, your number one guy. Yeah, he hasn't scored. He hasn't scored a touchdown since when? Week two. Week one and week two. So that's kind of your little pivot option off of Robert Tunyon. I don't know if I'd stack two tight ends, you know, in a in a flex. But that's that's interesting, actually. I do like to play. I don't think Noah Fant's going to be really highly owned. Everybody's going to go to Tunyon. Or... Um, um, 
my brain my brain's fried i've been up since 3 30 this morning so either that or else they're going to be looking at and of course i went all the way up to the fucking raiders chargers game uh dawson knox the they'll probably go down a little bit more so he's sitting right there it's kind of your direct pivot like i said i wouldn't st- i probably wouldn't stack both tight ends although that is an interesting proposition to be completely honest with you because i don't like a ton of running backs this week or on the slate. So, but we'll go to Carolina Green Bay. We'll get this out of the way. Green Bay, nine and a half point favorites. Uh, 51 is the over under. They slipped to an eight and a half point favorite. They are 51 and a half uh, is the over now. That's a part of, uh, that, or that came from this morning. So, as far as the Vegas lines, we're going to start with the Carolina side here. Come on. Come on. All righty, so we're not going to worry about the two tight end set because we're not worried about tight ends, so we'll go go in the nickel here. All right, so we do have Curtis Samuel. He's still questionable for this game. I uh, hope that gets taken care of earlier. Actually, I should take a look at that now. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 7,300, 26, and 5,200, good for third across the board. Uh, Packers, though, are... They're 19th in DVOA pass defense, but they're 8th in points allowed to the position. Um, Curtis Samuel. Uh, allowing 17, point, 17 on FanDuel, 17.5 on DraftKings. So for that price, we're really going to have to decide whether or not he's going to be a viable option as a pivot off of Rodgers to pay up. Um like who who did I get an update um see they added Curtis Samuel on Thursday which is it's a hamstring injury he's practicing Tuesday and Wednesday but had a limited designation on Thursday hmm Um, but any which way so really when you look at say Teddy Bridgewater I don't know if I trust him more than I would trust um, Drew Locke actually in this situation although I will admit that they have to pass and he can run so that's kind of how you're going to have to take a look at it but I mean when you look at it, uh, with Drew Locke's price being that far, he's pretty much farther, way lower, isn't he? $7,300 and $5,200. do not tell me you locked up on me. $400 less on FanDuel. He's $6 less on Yahoo. And then $5,000 less on DK, or $200 less on DK. So it's not that far off. So you're going to have to make the decision on whether or not you like uh, Drew Locke or you like Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater's play has not been all that great lately. Um, That's why I kind of give a little bit of an edge to Drew Locke, which is... 
But they're expecting this game to be a shade higher scoring. So um, the only thing that I would say about Teddy Bridgewater is the way that he runs. The rush defense isn't all that great. Um, for the Green Bay Packers, 12, uh, 22nd in rush defense DVOA. Uh, we'll just go through running backs here. 28th at... 28th in DVOA versus running back in the passing game. 29th in points allowed to the position. 25.9 and 30 on DraftKings. So with them being a little bit easier to run on, uh, Teddy Bridgewater will will run. Um, but we have to see if he has been running lately. Have you been running lately? 3 for 31 against the Broncos. Two for twelve, three for uh, versus Vikings, three for sixteen, and a touchdown versus the Bucks. Two for nineteen versus and a one versus the Chiefs. Falcons five for thirty. He hasn't been running nearly as much. So, yeah, last let's see the last couple weeks. Uh, versus the Buccaneers, 136 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Had a touchdown running, though. Uh, didn't play versus the Lions-Vikings. 19-36 for 267-1-1. One one. Uh, Broncos, 30-40, 283, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Had the rushing touchdown. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'm almost gonna. I'm almost gonna say fucking Drew Locke. I'm pretty pretty close to it. I'd rather probably use Drew Locke over Teddy Bridgewater. To be completely honest. Uh, at running back though, Mike Davis. Uh, it's hard not to like him. Seventy four hundred twenty and sixty five hundred third across the board. Uh, in this matchup, he showed signs. You know. Coming back off break, he showed you know huge burst um, versus what he had uh, before that bye week. Um, like the week before, the week before he was fifteen of fifty five. That's a three point six seven average, no touchdowns, six, uh, three receptions on six targets for twenty four yards. After the bye week, he was eleven for fifty one. So not nearly as many carries, right? But 4.64 average, two touchdowns. Had five receptions on six targets for 42 yards. Uh, they also had gotten... They, uh, see, before the bye, too, they had uh, Rodney Smith getting involved in here. Uh, he had seven carries for 18 yards, had one target, no reception. And then after the bye week, uh, he had two carries for 10 yards. And two receptions on two targets for 14. So um, I think Mike Davis is actually really, really safe, especially in cash. Um, price isn't that bad either. Uh, FanDuel, it's a little bit. High, it's probably a little bit high. DraftKings, it's not too bad. Yahoo, it's fantastic at 20. You can't beat that price. Uh, it's almost <clears throat> minimum price for a starting running back. So I do like that there. Um the thing of it is, is like I love these. I love the matchups for the the pass targets, right? DJ Moore on Kevin King, you got a twenty five, you got a twenty five point advantage for DJ Moore. 
It's coming back off COVID. It's been a couple weeks, though. I mean, he should have been back from COVID, I think, last week. He didn't. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be back. Or no, uh, he didn't get COVID. He had the the calf issue. Okay, so I'm okay with that. So definitely DJ Moore... He's going to be covered by Kevin King because Kevin King will take usually the uh, taller uh, wide receiver. That leaves Jair Alexander over on uh, Robbie Anderson. Alexander's been getting beat, though, a little bit lately. You get a lot of crossing patterns out of Robbie Anderson, too, so I don't really hate him there. But uh, DJ Moore would be my number one target here. $7,017 $7,017 for DJ Moore. Come on. 5200 good for third, fifth, and fourth. Uh, 18, uh, Packers are 18th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one. Um, that's usually the Jair Alexander guy. So that's kind of telling that they've, they've gotten worse progressively against the wide receiver one. Wide receiver one's been able to get away. Uh, it could be... Due to injury, they get off of Alexander. But uh, Packers are 10th in points allowed to the wide receiver position, 27.9 and 34.2 on FanDuel and DraftKings. So uh, DJ Moore would be my first guy. If you want to get contrarian, You in this I don't think it's a stupid play. Um, you could go Anderson on Alexander, but I don't think you could run both. Unless you're, of course, you're doing uh, Teddy Bridgewater or just you know game stacking, uh, sixty-seven hundred nineteen and sixty-two hundred good for fourth, third, and third. Uh, pay attention to the Curtis Samuel news though, although we haven't been getting a lot of news lately. Uh, six ranked DVOA versus the wide receiver plus. Uh, Samuel is sixty-two hundred sixteen and forty-eight hundred good for fifth, seventh, and fifth. Uh, so not. It's a great matchup against Janet Sullivan. He's got a twenty-four. He's got a twenty-four point uh, advantage on him. So I mean, you could risk it if you leave a little bit. If you leave a little bit of room in there, uh, you can pivot off of it uh, before the game starts. Whether or not he plays, and you can completely do that. Do 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 do. I already know the tight end matchups. Give me the wide receiver, uh, three wide receiver. Oh, no, that's kind of funny. Huh. We're going to have to go against both of these here. All right. So tight ends, we're not, we never focus on Carolina tight ends. Fuck them. Uh, Carolina's defense would be the only defense I would not use. Um, They're going to be the cheapest except on Yahoo, which is weird. I'd rather I'd rather use the Broncos against um, Josh Allen than use Carolina against uh, Green Bay. <clears throat> but Buffalo has the best matchup by far, just so you know, as far as points allowed. Uh, all right, so Green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers, of course, is ninety two hundred thirty five. So he's three dollars less on Yahoo than Josh Allen over there. Uh, 7,800 good for first, second, and first. Uh, Panthers, 27th rate, uh, 27th DVOA pass defense, 20th in points allowed to the position at the QB position at 19.5, 20.9. It doesn't matter. It's Aaron Rodgers. 
Um, good passing offenses have, have been destroying this team. So, um, Running backs here. Aaron Jones, 8,234 and 7,300. Good for second, second, and second. Uh, I should just say second across the board. Uh, Jamal Williams, 5,200, 18, and 4,800. Good for seventh, fifth, and fifth. Uh, A.J. Dillon is back. He's off COVID. Whether or not he gets a lot of action or not uh, remains to be seen. Uh, This rush defense, though, has actually gotten better week in and week out. 19th ranked uh, DVOA rush defense right now, but they are, they've are they gotten worse against the pass again. Uh, 29th against running backs in the passing game. 25th in points allowed to the position at 22 and 25.8. So they're not as great as what they, they had been in the past. Now, the way that you want to look at that chart that's underneath, right, the week-to-week, you have to remember just because, you know, they're 25th and 22nd, right? And then they slip to 18th. Here's how I want your thought process to be when you see that, when you see these changes, right? It's not just the strict, hey, they're they're allowing this many points per game, right? They had to, how, how many real points were they allowing that allowed that, uh, that to drop? right like how much better have they been getting that's allowing that current rating to drop it means that they've gotten a lot better to get it to drop and it's not going to just you know fall right through the floor it's going to gradually come down so that means that that rush defense has gotten a lot better and there's a lot of people i know it because i already saw it on fucking twitter this morning that are all over fucking aaron jones and if you wanted to use it as a pivot option off of Rodgers, I get it. But the way that this defense has been playing, the way these D tackles have been playing in there, and yes, the offensive line of the Packers has an incredible advantage against Carolina, but they've been playing a lot better. That's all I'm going to say. They've been getting better against the run. Go look back at the last three or four games, and you'll see that. I mean, they just took the, they just took down, uh, uh, or they didn't take down, but they didn't really do anything. You know, Denver didn't really do anything against them. Let's see who they played. Denver didn't really do anything against them. I said, well, Dalvin Cook probably beat them. <laughs> no, no, Dalvin Cook didn't beat them. Dalvin Cook. 18 attempts for 61 yards. That's the game that we that's the game that we faded him. Cuz we went against him. We used him for Oh no, I didn't fade him. I didn't fade him against Panthers. That's the one I fucked up on. I kept him in there. I took him out for the Jaguars game. That's right. That's when it that's when Running backs versus Carolina popped in my head, though. That's what it was. Lions? Lions didn't do shit against them. Buccaneers were the last one. That would be... That's a Ronald Jones game in there. But any which way. All right. Let's... So, 
Uh, want to look at the target sheet for Green Bay. Let's see what they've been doing with these running backs. Jamal Williams wasn't involved in the passing game last week. Yeah, actually, the last two of the three, two of the last three weeks, he hasn't been involved in the passing game. That's been Aaron Jones, and even he hasn't really been doing it. So a lot of this has been going through the air. Now you got Aaron Jones who ripped off that long run against the Eagles in Week 13. That's where he gets his 130 yards from. But uh, other than that, I mean he's got a good. He's been getting it up there with a good per carry since coming back from uh, the injury. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He had 15 carries last week. Jamal Williams had 10 carries. 15 carries week 13, Jamal Williams 5, 17 and 17 in week 12, 10 and 5, 13 and 8. So it's kind of like an off and on, off and on, they they equal each other in carries. I think if you wanted to, if you wanted value, I think you could actually go Jamal Williams over Aaron Jones. Uh, 5,200, 18, and 4,800, good for 7th, 5th, and 5th. This is if you need value at running back, okay? Uh, if you want to come off of Melvin Gordon, I don't think I would come off of Mike Davis. But if you wanted to come off of Melvin Gordon, I think Jamal Williams isn't a bad add. Now, we do have to remember, A.J. Dillon will be back, but we don't know what his role is. We don't know if he's going to get any goal line carries. But Jamal Williams has gotten in there in the goal line. Aaron Jones gets some of the work done in the middle of the field. Then Jamal Williams comes in and ends up getting a fucking touchdown. So I think that is definitely in play um, if you need value. All right, let's look at our wide receivers here. Uh, Devontae Adams, we know he's going to be number one in terms of pricing. 9,500, 38, and 9,400. 15th ranked DVOA against wide receiver ones. Are the Carolina Panthers are ninth in points allowed to the position twenty nine point one and thirty seven so there's room in there um, now <clears throat> PFF on their stupid wide receiver quarterback matchups this is why we need to go keep going through these um, that's why we do the podcast right so if you look at the matchup on the spreadsheet it has safety Jeremy Chin in there which wouldn't be surprising if they move Chin over there. Um, but it's still Adams has incredible advantage right now because they, they have Dante Jackson on him, which is amazes me. So now here's why they have Jeremy Chin covering him. Okay, so when they're in, they're two tight end sets, right, or single tight end, you know, two wide receivers. You can have Adams on the left side. He's going to have Dante Jackson. Adams has a 92.1 rating. That is an elite rating against Dante Jackson at 60.6. He has a 30, almost a 32-point advantage over there. You switch it into three wide receiver sets, so he moves to the inside. They have uh, Miles Hartfield in there in the slot. They move Adams into the slot every once in a while, right? Take advantage of the shorter wide receivers. This is where the chin matchup actually comes in because he won't face this Hartsfield, who actually they have listed as being a running back, which is kind of funny. Um, 
but it, the reason you can't have Hartsfield in there is because he has a 53.9 rating versus a 92.1 rating, Devonta Adams. You move Jeremy Chin in there, it's still a 63.8 versus a 92.1. So no matter where you're moving Adams around this fucking field, he's got the advantage. He's almost an auto lock for a couple of touchdowns. The other wide receiver that I would look at, I wouldn't look at Valdez Scantling. He actually, uh, <clears throat> when he comes in, he's actually at a, uh, a disadvantage against Dante Jackson. Uh, he has a little bit of an advantage against Hartfeld, but not against Chin if he was in the slot. The only way that he could get it, get an advantage is if he lined up opposite of Devonte Adams and lined up against Troy Pride uh, Jr. on the right side. Who, who <laughs> Troy Pride Jr. has a 38.2. Uh, if anybody remembers the um, uh, uh, depth charts that, that I did, uh, that would be the red. He would be in, in complete red. So who is going to line up on him? Uh, Mr. Alan Lazard, even though they are 11th versus wide receiver twos. Uh, that is an incredible matchup against Troy Pride. 5,600, 13, and 4,100. Good for 8th, 11th, and 9th. There, my friends, is your value wide receiver this week. And then when you look at tight end Robert Tunyon, he's going to be number one across the board. 6,500, 21, and 4,500. The Carolina Panthers are 21st in DVOA versus the tight end, and they are 23rd in points allowed to the position at 11.6 and 14.7. Should be facing off with Shaq Thompson. He can beat him. Tanyan has a 70.6 rating. Uh, Nobody in the secondary has a rating over 63.8. So that is clearly the fucking advantage there. And that is why I I'm going to say if you want to stack the game you can you can stack this game it's it's all there there's enough value to stack the game um would I go Packers defense Meh, maybe maybe uh Carolina jump from 8th in points allowed to the position to uh, to opposing defenses my bad uh to 11th so that went up last week uh, after a bad week with, uh, God, who the fuck did they play last week? Why do I brain, why am I brain farting on this? Why, why am I getting old versus the Broncos? So Broncos, Broncos did them, did them raw, did them pretty raw. But now, good God, do I move this on to, no, 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 no. I got to do two separate podcasts. I got to do two separate podcasts. Fuck this. I'm going to end this podcast and then make my own Sunday podcast. So, good luck. Get it done. Uh, I am available all afternoon uh, if you have any questions. But, uh, yeah, let's go get it. Let's go get some money on a two-game slater. Later, taters. Later, taters.